Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, with my flannel-wearing co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every album by... You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spin in the, the wind. wind. You don't pull the mask off the Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger. And you sure as fuck don't mess with Jim Croce. Mess around with Jim Croce. Mess around, whatever. <laughs> come on, come on. Jim Croce, uh, people. It's been a long day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Jim Croce, hell yeah. Uh, this is a nice little... Uh, we don't do too many... Uh, Folk artists. No, the closest we got to was our Walker Brothers one, which is, wasn't that long ago. Yeah, we've done uh, Simon Garfunkel. That was three years ago. <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> and Nick Drake, also a very long time ago. Very long. Yeah, so we got... About four total. So this is, uh, why the hell not? Why the hell not? Uh, before we get into any of that, if you want to help support us, you know, you know, you know what we need. You need to leave comments. Talk to each other. Talk shit about us. We don't really care. Just keep talking. Subscribe if you want. Like the video if you want. Just like it if you're a piece of shit. All those things and more. Uh, tell a friend also. That also, 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 also helps. You can find a Spotify playlist on Jim Croce in the description. Uh, we got a playlist associated with all the episodes. You can find all those at everyalbumever.com. And if you would really like to support us, I know you would, uh, then you go to uh, patreon.com slash every album ever. They get bonus episodes, super duper, duper, duper early access to the loose ends episodes, uh, 20% off all merch. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who who's coming up next. And I think I'm finally, by the way, I think it's finally time to, to, to close the poll. To close the poll. We have a winner. Oh, shit. I'm we excited. Have, we, I can't say it here. Yeah, doing Patreon for that, but they know already. Okay, it came close, but in the end, also they know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait till this episode's finished. Oh, um, you know what? (laughs) I'll tell you right now without without telling them, you won. Oh shit! All right, I lost. I lost that one. It was close. It was real close. It It was real real close. close. Uh, oh yeah, so you can do that, and then of course, if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, mm-hmm, then you get to suggest artists first because we can no longer just take random requests. There's too goddamn many. So, Patreon, if you want to do that, please, please, for love of God, please. Okay, so that I think that's it for all the plugs. So, Jim Croce, what do you know? Yes, that, well, well, everybody knows the one song, maybe two songs, but mostly the I, one song. I feel like he's got a lot of songs. I, as a guy who doesn't know anything about him. That's I, true. There's, there are two songs that everyone in the world okay. knows. You, yeah, you went in a little, little cold. I played a little, and uh, yeah, nice little palate cleanser here. Oh uh, yeah, compared also, to last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little, little, little heavy duty. Yeah, um, perfect artist for this. I've only, going into it. I really only listened to his greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was a nice little discography to cover. Found out some new things some some things i don't really care for but not hate and um yeah found out i they some kind soul uploaded uh the behind the music on which i i didn't know they did one about him so i watched a little bit of that in preparation for this and uh yeah i don't love everything but i i enjoyed listening to old jim here very fun stuff i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot yeah. as well by the way if anybody's confused he's the time in a bottle guy <laughs> that's time, yes that's basically what you need to know but he's got time in a bottle bad bad leroy brown yeah. i got a name yeah i uh, don't mess around with jim operator like age <laughs> yeah there's yeah. like there's a lot but he, that's like the one that's in every, every movie kind of kind of thing every tv show especially more recently seem it seems like yeah and only one stone temple pilots ripped off that's that's impressive <laughs> they're real good at that <laughs> dude they're my favorite band that rips off other bands yeah <laughs> uh but so, so yeah folky stuff um I, I i didn't so again like i, I jumped in did like a, a cursory glance of like who he is and when the mm-hmm. backstory i'm like and all of a sudden i was like oh he died young oh no it's, oh no it is one of the most tragic deaths in music for me it is also i will say about this man he, he somehow looks older without his mustache and also like one of the greatest mustaches he looks, in the history of rock and roll. He looks just like Frank Zappa, honestly. He, he, looks, yeah, he, he Fra- looks like a more dad Frank Zappa. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, he could play like a, a buff Luigi in a live action Mario Brothers movie. He is Luigi when he went off in his spiritual journey by himself away from Mario yeah, before but, he found the mansion. But the pictures of him without a mustache, very jarring. I don't like it. I don't I w- like it. I wish he was just born with a mustache. I 
I choose to believe he was. Yeah. But <laughs> yo, without a mustache, he's fucking scary looking. He's just like a, this he, guy, he looks like he looks like 40. a fucking he looks like a bummer. He looks yeah. like a like a fucking the guy who ruins the party. Or like the lamest substitute teacher, but that's oh for sure. For sure. Not really anything to do with him. Uh grew up in like a, a blue collar area of Pennsylvania. South Philly. Yep. Yeah. Uh to Italian parents. Um, yeah, and that kind of affected the music he would write, seeing these, uh, these blue collar people, uh, you know, work and grind it out and, and that really, uh, impacted his music. You, you hear it in the characters he, he sings about, like, yeah. you know, Roller Derby Queens and, and Leroy Brown. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and, uh, I mean, this is such a fucking bummer just because like, I, this dude was just one giant struggle from beginning to end. Oh yeah. One giant struggle. I think he played music for like 10 years before. And he only even made his first album because his parents didn't believe in him. (laughs) It was, they give him a a pity funding of the record. Yeah. And then when he became successful, he was still broke because he was just paying back the record company because they fucking robbed people, especially back then. It was just, it was criminal behavior. And then and then he decides, all right, I'm coming back to my wife and kid. I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to write and I want to be with my family. And then he dies on the way back. <laughs> Not literally, but on that tour. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really sad stuff. But um, yeah, it's also this to have like such a short discography in life and this leave like this great like impact behind with his music. Yeah. That's really only the only real silver lining there um also it should be on wikipedia and i'm glad i watched the behind the music friends with cheech Marin. really yeah oh man those powerful ass mustaches yeah yeah just getting together tearing up the town on in the early 60s what the hell <laughs> or late 60s sorry. isn't cheech from la yeah uh he he met jim what at like a show though like uh, when okay. he was when he was touring but um what a weird Un- unexpected uh, coupling yeah yeah so i was like oh shit it's it's cheech um yeah he would he'd also um you know be a, a radio dj at the college he went to went to university at and um had that background playing guitar also interesting thing if people are familiar with the movie roadhouse it's like infamous for like the the stage has like the chicken wire around it so people can't throw balls oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that was a real thing. Oh that, yeah, that's a real thing. That's how Jim Croce like cut his teeth was that, playing bars like that. I learned about that stuff from, from the fucking punk scene. Like, yeah. That was a legit thing. I mean it, yeah, it I, seems a little bit it seems like just a roadhouse thing, but no, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like a crazy thing you do for like a bad movie, but uh, I guess it makes sense for punk music. But like, this man's just out here trying to like Dude, play folk music, sing his heart out. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking sad. Yeah, <laughs> this guy would do so much shit. So yeah, he like cut his teeth playing venues like that, like just unnecessarily cruel to play folk music. Yeah, you know what? I understand that reaction to folk music. Yeah. I'd be throwing bottles at the motherfucker too. Would you fucking I, sing your ass and your gay ass acoustic guitar? I mean, who do you think you are? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd throw bottles at, at Simon and Garfunkel. So see? Yeah. See, yeah. you get it, though. I get you it. Get, I you understand get it. it. I do get it, yeah. Uh, so anyway, but the, uh, Jim Kirsch put out five records uh, over the course of his very short discography, career discography, whatever. Uh, first one came out in 1966. Last one, a few days after he died, I believe, 1973. Mm-hmm. Technically considered a posthumous. It is a posthumous one, uh, but might as well get into it. Yep. So here we go, baby. This is 1966's Facets. And this was actually out of print for a very, very long time. I um, bet there was no cover. <laughs> like, yeah, like you said, he funded this with money from his parents. Um, 500 copies, the first pressing. Yeah. Uh, but he sold all of them. He sure did. So, uh, even turned a profit. So, yeah, they, it was a, it was a wedding gift from when he married Ingrid. And they said, here, this is exclusively for making a record. 
in hopes that it would fail and cut and make him quit. Like they were like, okay, it's not gonna work out. Here, just get out of your system, get a real job, you fucking dirtbag. And then it worked out. He still ended up getting work, real jobs though, because this was of yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly cover songs of traditionals. One or one or two by him. I think three. Three. One of them he co-wrote with his brother. Um, despite the low quality, I like this more than a lot of other things because I think his his personality and what makes him unique is is on display here. Mm-hmm. Um, we, just, we, just, we just talked over the entire song, but you can go to lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit yeah. song, but yeah. As you were saying, um, yeah, I was like, ooh, this might be a rough ride, but I I enjoyed it a bit. Um, and it's also one of the few albums where I think the bonus tracks elevate the original material because. Like I said, these are for the most part covers and traditionals. Yeah, but the bonus is is all, all him. Uh, worst least favorite, easily. Oh wow! Yeah, easily. Wow. I don't like this album at all. Wow. And, and the bonus tracks are all good. The bonus tracks are. Uh, well, listen, I'm glad dude, we're in agreement there. Listen to this for the bonus tracks. Like, like, and I guess for like the history of it is kind of neat because like this was made for no money and it was like. And he has a short discography. Yeah, yeah. and this is a fucking 20 minute album basically it's super short but it's all covers i don't like any of these folk songs i don't care for folk music at all i don't like country western stuff so much no there's nothing for me except for his voice the mood of it Mm -hmm. which again wears off once i realize i hate every song on here (laughs) well not every song but most i like cold tattoo i thought tattoo is fine yeah Yeah. um what else i also don't i don't mind sun come up nor until it's time for me to go Mm. charlie green was a standout for me also the ballad of gunga dean gunga dean um that's te- that's technically a croce song but just with lyrics written by uh rudyard kipling the the poem yeah and it's it's more of like one of the more haunting things he would do which he doesn't really do at all during his career so i thought it had some some uh merit for that that song is the reason i'm glad he doesn't go dark because i don't think he's very good yeah i don't like could have i think he could have it felt it feels like any other folk song in that in minor key to me um children of midnight though children of midnight that's the a bonus track oh of course of course um that's prob getting uh, into spoiler territory i think that's my favorite thing him and ingrid Ooh, have done that's like my favorite jim and ingrid song i like, like a lot of the stuff he does with ingrid but that song yeah as soon as that one came home, i was like wait this is already better to- than every totally song different yeah <laughs> it's, way, it's just like for, for one it's original you could tell it's original just because of the way it's written mm-hmm. and then uh i do like the like the, the, the texture she adds with her with her vocals and the duet thing that they do but on these bonus tracks, every song has like the same kind of feel where it's just a very light acoustic guitar with a very, very prominent walking bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bass is basically the star of the show. Aside yes. from the vocals. <laughs> it's like it's way up in front, but that's that's basically every every bonus track feels like that. Yeah, I will. I would say, yeah, this is pretty much for um, hard. Like if you like love Crokeshi, like this is. This is some more stuff for you to get your teeth into. It's not really required listening. Um, I also enjoyed the the Buffy St. Marie cover until it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't know why that's not the last track because then it's, uh, Big Fat Woman, which, you know, Jim, Jim was married to Ingrid for, you know, his his whole like musical yeah. career. But uh, I think this man. I think this man like big women. <laughs> that wasn't written by him, you know that, right? It wasn't well, even arranged by him. Uh, no, I know that, <laughs> but it's a reoccurring theme in his music. Is it? Yes. She wasn't a big woman. No, no, she like looks like a model. She's like, lovely. Yes. In fact, him without a mustache, I don't know how he got with a mustache. I understand it. Without oh, yeah. the mustache, I don't know how he got her. Dude, they they show footage of him when he's like a teen, I think, and he's wearing like a white mesh shirt. I understand completely. Yeah, the sex appeal in this man. Goddamn, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, he uh, he may have lived like a blue collar life, but he was he was uh, he's getting in the guts, dude. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but wait, what was the thing I was gonna mention? Um, nah, there's nothing really. I mean, every every bonus. I mean, I don't care so much for maybe tomorrow in the bonus tracks, uh, but it's oh, still what, it's still fine. What about uh, running running Maggie? There's some. F- there's some, uh, is that like some banjo playing on there? Real fierce banjo Run playing. Maggie. So Run and Maggie is literally just banjo getaway music. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking novelty. I make, f- dude, I use that as a punchline when someone's running away from something. Like, yeah. It's a fucking, put it on. Yeah. Like, I will. How could anybody listen to this seriously? I'll listen to like, this. N- not ironically. Hold on. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I need to be holding my hat, running away from fucking dudes in trucks shooting at me. Yeah, or you know, maybe maybe you're bootlegging some whiskey or alcohol. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> maybe you're at a hoedown or uh, no more hoedowning. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get the fuck out of here. You know, um. Jim and Ingrid met at a hootenanny, so that's right, they did. So that's the type of music I imagine you would hear at a hootenanny. Never been, never been. Can't imagine what it entails, but uh, I also, well, I also read that he uh, converted to Judaism for her because he's a sweet man. What a beautiful soul! Yeah, now he's in Jewish heaven or something. But you think he got his pick when he died? They're like, do you want the Italian? Like you want the Italian heaven, Catholic? <laughs> do you heaven? want the Catholic? Do you want the you want the Muslim one? Yeah, mm-hmm. jiggy jiggy, yeah. Or do you want the Jewish one? He's like, all right. You know, we heard not to. He's mess. like, I choose atheism. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, pretty much this. This is for if you love all three of the like big albums he had, and you need more. I think I think it's a fine little peek into the early days i think you'll be disappointed yeah, yeah. well <laughs> those are my worst least favorite but there's something there you gotta agree with one of us yeah. huh? Huh? so moving on to oh, i forgot to queue it up my bad the, sorry the, the only Cause... full length with ingrid yes um this came out in 1969 so i just i didn't I just realize it's fucking three years since the debut i didn't realize it was that long yeah holy crap so yeah 1969's jim and ingrid croce I believe they were uh, encouraged to move out to um, New York City. To, round round I believe so. Yeah. In so many yeah, one signed the Capitol, it looks like. You get some people that will stick around for a long time, Never like Tommy West. Really was a friend at all. I've traded love and he'd uh, later so, rework so this for his I Got a Name album. Yep. This is Age. I think it's a it's folky as hell, but I think it's a beautiful opener. Really? I don't I don't care for it as an opener. I like this song a lot. Yeah. Right back where I started again. Once I had myself a million, now I've only it's supposed to be a fucking duet album, and she's like, I forgot how long it takes for her to show up on the yeah. song. I mean, all of these songs are fairly short, though, so yeah. A million, I was searching all the time. Something that I'd never lost or left behind. I've traded love for pennies, sold my soul for less. Later on, I thought he was singing, I traded love for pennies. And I had to look at the lyrics. I'd be very, very surprised if that was the lyric. I'd be delighted. It was. She sings more in this song, right? Maybe not. Maybe that's why he. Uh, should I go on to the next one so we get a taste of uh, Ingrid? Uh, no, we'll just. Okay. Yeah, we, if something comes up, we'll, we'll put it we'll on. We'll it out. Uh, you know, we might as well do it right now because, like. Uh, also, uh, worse. I knew you were going to say that. I disagree so much. I, I find this album delightful. It's, yeah. this, it's this traditional. I mean. It's this average folk music to me. 
As a guy who hates folk music, I'd say it's above average folk music. Wow, <laughs> 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 just about, but just about above average though. For some reason, I thought we were gonna gonna come together on. Nah, these. no, that first no. album is hard to sit there for me. Like really hard to sit there. Ah, that's like I legit hate that album. That's real interesting. Yeah, yeah, this is this. It's really forgettable for me, and I don't think there's any like things that would become trademarks in his career. I I don't think they're here like at all where at least the last one I can I can get a sense of I get some of that stuff here and it's definitely inconsistent and not not like amazing uh but I do I love spin 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 that one just ends up sticking that is a, a good lot. song it's beautiful I found that fucking song that would have yeah. been that should have been the opener in, in my, in my so, opinion that one hits me in the feels in a way I can't really pinpoint mm. I just it's just cool Spin, 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 spin around. This like spin around. a song like Cameron Crowe would use in his movies. Which one did he do? He did like Almost Famous uh, and some other ones. He also did I Bought a Zoo, which that's a whole other podcast. Sounds like a different thing, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this fucking song, man. I mean, it's it's my fa- it's my favorite song on here. It's great, so, yeah. All right. I do love a lot of the vocal harmonies here, even if the song isn't the most spectacular thing. Just just the choices that they do to harmonize, which I guess mm-hmm. isn't that uncommon for folk. Um, but what people what do what do people do? Uh, the most twangy country thing i think that one's really rough yeah it is the uh, mo- it's the most driving across the usa in a truck song i mean that that's they kind have. of the point of the song i know right? but yeah. i fucking hate it yeah. <laughs> Just, um, I, I do like the thought of driving around in a truck but. yeah another day another town uh he, he says something about living in a hobo's world <laughs> just, you say homo's world hobo oh, hobo hobos <laughs> and i'm just like where are you hanging out that you think there's a like a uh, I guess he's hanging out the road, rough. dude, yeah, or yeah. anywhere in Delta. Uh, yeah, yeah, that plenty is, of hobos world. Yeah, I uh, guess he was. Yeah, being a, I don't know exactly when, but yeah, he was working as like a truck driver in a cement pour, like blue color as it gets. Yeah, he could have in a in a better world where he lived, he he could have been like a, a Springsteen type singer. Yeah, it's so funny how Springsteen became that thing when he's just fucking I, stupid rich. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about, you know, the boss's upbringing. I'm so. sure. I'm, listen, I'm not saying he didn't have a, no, yeah. a shitty upbringing, but to be the face of blue collar when you're so far away from blue collar. Well, not anymore, but, you know, you gotta. He's like a rapper, you know? That's why Them they call him. They're not off the hook. I'm talking about everybody. Like That's why they call him the boss, because he's like a rapper. <laughs> I'll have to double check the reasoning, but I don't no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, Him and Rick, Rick Ross hang out. All right, that's enough. Uh, fucking, what was it? So, yeah, I mean, toward the end, it just does a lot of, I mean, the, the lack of variation does kind of, I mean, it's a 27-minute album, but even then, like, you can only handle so much of the same kind of folk. Uh, yeah, it's like, a s- like big wheel it's like it's not bad it's just what's the point you know mm-hmm. i i would say that about like the last that the last four tracks just kind of very i'm okay with the next man that i marry uh it's it's a, it's a i like the 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 violin that got in there i think it's very nice very subtle uh same with just another day but what the hell and the the man that is me i oh, am all right it's uh, not it's not a good way to close the album and it's it's yeah. unfortunate this is the only like real outing with ingrid and i found the bonus tracks on the, the previous album more they're more consistent they're yeah. not quite as fleshed out or ancient ways but they're they're probably better songs overall mm-hmm. and uh yeah i thought there was gonna be so what i thought because looking at you see oh they have he has one album with her and then uh, all the rest of it without her like oh i get it and there's a big gap divorce and I was completely wrong. It was completely wrong. No, yeah. They, there's no date. There was no divorce at yeah. all. It was the opposite. There was there's baby in love. Yeah. They, you know, they had their issues like anyone where, you know, he's on the road and she's at home. So, but yeah, stayed married until the end. So, so what happened, I think, was uh, they had a kid. 
And he decided, like, he's like, I need to fucking... That kind of lit a fire in yeah. his ass. I need I, to become something. And then... so he, Yeah, he had the bad deal with the record label, and he just kind of swallowed his pride. He didn't want to deal with, like, the business side of it, but he's like, I got this baby coming. And, and um, they even said he was scared to write music in the lead-up to this because he didn't want to, like, write something he felt really passionate about and then have them own it. Oh, I completely yeah, I completely get it. Oh, it, Jesus Christ. Also, yeah, they had like their little like collective going and uh they would go back from New York City to like a farm town in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they, they, they had to move out of New York because like they were broke. I think they sold all their instruments except for like uh, one, guitar. one guitar. Yeah, but yeah. It, you know, they'd be hanging out with like James Taylor, I forget who else would be there, but this kind of like this folk collective hanging out at the the Croce residence so fucking hey man so yeah they kept good company and he was able to you know do a few shows here and there playing playing those gnarly bars for 25 a night 25 bucks a night which i wasn't cutting it no but with inflation is like one 150 yeah 150 160 around there but with when you have a family that ain't cutting no it's not cutting no it's yeah um so how did this next record get made uh, basically, yeah, like I said, like we were talking about the announcement of his child really inspired him and he went, went back to New York city and was like, I, I gotta write a, a killer album and they're probably going to fuck me financially. And they did, but you know, at least I'll kind of have like a name for myself yeah. and that's where the album title, he's like. You know, no one's going to mess around with me anymore. And that brings us to 1972's You Don't Mess Around With Jim. The hardest song he's ever done. Dude, I mean, this yeah. always, like, been fascinated by this song because... I've, not only have I never heard the original before now, yeah. you know what my introduction to this was? The grave, grave Diggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Grave Diggers. They really sampled this, yeah. They didn't sample it. They just sung the lyrics. Oh, they just, okay, he yeah. just rapped the lyrics. Yeah. He changed the last line from uh, from from Jim to Grave Diggers. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull a mask off that old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that, like, arguably the lyrics are, like, tough, but it's arguably, like, soft music. He is a soft music kind of guy. He is. But, yeah, there's, like, kind of a level of, I don't want to say, like, comedy, but, like, it makes it fun to listen to. And, yeah, it's just a good-ass song. Sure is. Also, I hate, I hate, you know, to be cliche, but best personal favorite. Best personal favorite. This is no question. This is... This is unbelievable. This is... An insane uh, album in hindsight. Dude, it's just so... It's almost... It's damn near perfect. Really. It's fucking really good. It is. It's pretty much flawless, dude. And yeah, just like... Yeah, I said I listened to the greatest hits. I feel like the greatest hits album is just this album, pretty much. Every song is a winner. Like, you, you, there's n- yeah, nothing goes wrong here, and the pacing is so well done. Obviously, he has like his some of his biggest songs on here. Uh, the writing is the most unique. It's the the least folky. It's the most varied and the most. Uh, it's still folk rock, but it, mm-hmm. it has co- a complete distinct personality to it. Even even the songs that aren't a hit. Like uh, New York's not my home. Like Wonderful, you just feel like you feel like he was not having a good time there. Oh, um, it's so good. It's it's you get a, some jazzy touches in there. Yeah, it's still a country western song, like at its foundation, but it's it's so fantastically written. It's it's still its own thing. Oh, gorgeous uh, f- photographs and memories. Also, really good. That, that uh, sounds like something off uh, off of Forever Changes by Love. Mm-hmm. Really reminds me of that. Um, and then Time in a Bottle was actually not released as a single it found success after he died yep because it was kind of like you know those changed the song in retrospect but it it's one of the like it's such a sleazy record label thing to do like oh he died time to capitalize on this fucking sad sad song. song and it fucking enraged me but like at least 
it really made him immortalized. At least that, but fuck you guys. Yeah. At least that, but fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, I wish he had more things with like strings because it really comes together. Yeah. The few times it happens and, you know, it's, it lives up to the hype. There's I, a lot of, uh, some of the stuff really gives me CCR vibes, like, uh, like Rapid Roy. Mm. Uh, whenever they go full high energy kind of stuff, I'd always get a lot of CCR vibes. It's the same with like the albums after this. Yeah. Uh, still not, still different, still their own thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, I like an operator when he's talking about like his girl hanging out with his friend Ray and I'm just sitting there like, man, fuck Ray. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Man, fuck Ray. Fuck Ray. I don't know who he is, but fuck Ray. I think that song's one of I think that song's one of his best. It's fucking beautiful, just driving. It's written like a beast. Ah, goddamn. I think beauty and and haunting things are kind of even though you you don't like the haunting things, but um yeah, the the beauty of this album or like the string sections, you don't really get again. It's just like something on this record. And yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff that's only on this record and, and it's just one of those things where you, you don't, you can't, it's hard to like pinpoint exactly why these songs are so much better than everything else he does. Yeah. They just are. I think at this, it's like all this like pent up things he was, he was sitting on. And then after this, it was like, okay, I've, he kind of made it. And even though he's struggling financially because it's a bad record deal, but it was just like it's all this pent up stuff he let out, and then everything else was just fell kind of like oh, trying to capitalize on yeah on this record. This was definitely a, a kind of perfect storm type thing, but even it's even unfair to say that, like, that he doesn't do dark well because time in a bottle is fucking incredible. It's one of like, the greatest written things ever. It is. <laughs> it's it's truly brilliant. Uh, and he really doesn't ever go anywhere near that dark ever again. Yeah. It's just, it's odd. It, a lot of this album is just odd. It, it does really feel like he was holding back his load for like a month and he finally exploded <laughs> and he's like, all right, here we go, everybody. This yeah. This is for you. And uh, yeah, what a, what a great album that uh, I think everyone should listen to. Even as adamant as I was about not liking folk music on Simon and Garfunkel, I think yeah. this is not in the same vein as a, a in terms of like where Nick Drake like transcends the genre, but for a like staying in the lane of like strictly folk music, this is one of the best. Yeah, if you're complaining about this, then we, then you just that nothing's for you. Yeah, yeah nothing's, nothing's for just you. Not yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're open to it, if you're skeptical but open, this is the one. This, this is the one. This this is you know as you like to say a fan fan maker fan for, maker hell yeah for sure. But we got a couple more. We got two, two more. more, baby. All right. So this came out 1973. This is the last album within his lifetime, Life and Times. Yeah, this is like five months after. Five months? According to the little summary on uh, Apple Music. Jesus Christ. I think it's a solid opener. It's, it's no, uh, you don't mess around with Jim, but it's a solid opener. No, it's a side. You know. I get a lot of CCR vibes from this song, too. I could see that. But, you know, without electric guitar. Right. I almost feel like that's what he should have done. Oh, added electric guitars? Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Because it would have been like... It would have been like his rock album. It would have been a, it would have been kind of the perfect move after the last one. Yeah. Because he kind of hit the, the pinnacle of folk rock with that one. Yeah. One less pair of jeans upon your door. One less voice talking. So this is the album with uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, and that's, I'm, you know, whenever it's a single, I'm like hesitant to be like, that's the best it's great. It is. It is one of the better songs on here. It truly again. is. I was kind of, 
kind of disappointed with this album. Sure was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a good album, but it's definitely a uh, noticeable step down. But yeah. let me go back to big women. Big, okay. Roller derby queen. Roller, listen, every girl who does roller derby is a big girl. Listen, that's just a fact. Okay? The, ver- the verbiage she uses to describe this woman, though. Well, ha- fat hunk of mama. Five foot six, 215, built like a fridge. <laughs> Man, if the man ain't descriptive. He goes on to call her a heavy-duty woman. Mm-hmm. And well, then, I'm assuming that's a, that's a person he met, right? Yeah, yeah. All the people he's met. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also like when he's like, she might be nasty, she might be fat, but, you know, she's mine or something like that. But, <laughs> I feel like you added in that last part. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but what I'm going to get in them goods. That's what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, watch out. When he's around big women, you watch out, Ingrid. He can't. He can't control himself. <laughs> did you fucking slander the good man's dead name? No, I don't know if he did that. I just like. Yeah, the, probably. Uh, I just like the idea that he had a weakness for. Uh, we don't know that he didn't. Uh, so <laughs> Germany, Germany again. Solid ballad. Good writing. Pretty oh, not, dr- not a fan maker. I like it though. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, Whenever he's singing about dreams, I'm like, yeah, because dreaming again and then these dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like them. I like them both with more. Um, these dreams kind of feels like a sequel to Time in a Bottle, but it's still it's still mm. good. Yeah, it's solid. It's real solid. Um, I actually quite like the lyrics to Careful Man. I really relate. I really relate to them. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's I, me. He's talking about me. I don't have the, you know, the the wild, wild past like you and Jim. Yeah. With. And it might not even be about Jim. This may be about like yeah, someone he yeah, met, of course. But um, yeah, I I can relate with the you know you know we're not drinking anymore. We're not we're not we're not we're, not big, we're just hanging out. We're, we're just taking it easy, taking care of our, our responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's definitely a song you appreciate when you get older. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is not an eighteen year old song. No, no, no. You're like fuck that song. Uh, Alabama rain pretty pretty like pleasant jim croce stuff but. i find that to be it does nothing for me it's just yeah. more it's just a folk it, it's a folk ballad that feels it didn't didn't mix it up enough it, it's very it's, it's like the rest um, i i wanted speedball tucker to be a good oh a good song because yeah. like the tight man what a great it, title but it has all the ingredients yeah it's he's he's no leroy brown it is a, it's a fast rocker like leroy mm-hmm. but it's noticeably weaker noticeably weaker yeah and then i i wonder if that was uh going to leroy brown if like meaner than a junkyard dog was like a term people had used before this song or if it was like after people are like yeah junkyard dogs are mean i don't know i'm not old enough <laughs> no, <laughs> i that, feel like they've, it's been around for a long yeah, time yeah yeah uh, because it's a folky thing to use you know the uh, old colloquial terms is that, that, that yeah the I think that is. That sounds uh, about right. Sure. Let's pretend it's right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to yeah. let you have it. Yeah, I'll do you use like little, little catchphrases, not catchphrases, but uh, sayings and, and adages and throw those in the songs. Uh, it's a super folky thing to do. But Closer doesn't have to be that way. Kind of kind of a sad song knowing. It is quite sad. Happen. Yeah, it's nice. I think it's a decent closer. It's something revolutionary, but I, I like it as a song. Um, Context-wise, it's very sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> not, nothing is going to be as strong as you don't mess with Jim, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, you know, it's a, it's a this album's just a, a fine walk in the park. If you like him, Croce, you like this one. Oh, I said Yim. Um, yeah, it's the Mexican enemy slipping <laughs> out. Uh, but got one left. And yes. this one I don't even want to talk about. It's going to make me sad. This is a bummer of an album. This was uh, released a week after he died. A week after, my God. Also, the same year. Yeah. So, Homeboy was put in overtime. I can see why he was burnt out. Yeah, for sure. Like he, he just. I think he was just trying to take care of his family, and that's why it's so fucking yeah. devastating. Oh boy. But there it is. Last album, 1973's. I got a name. Pine trees lining the winding road. This song rules. It's so good. So damn good. He didn't write it. Who whose song is this? Some uh someone named Charles Fox and Nor- Norman Gibble. Norman Gibble, yeah. I guess they they wrote it for him. I guess they specifically. Were for him? Yeah. I've got a name. 
Got those pianos now. That he kept Guys ready for it? Fuck, this is a good ass song. I want to let the, I want to hear it play again. It's going to be saying over it. Mostly me. We'd be with some butthead in it. Yeah, that is such a blatant ripoff. It's not, you're not even like it's close. You're just like, it's, they just stole it from this. Yeah. Yeah, that is note for note. That is note for note. <laughs> Those guys oh, just rings coming in. Oh, oh goddamn! All right. Also, I wonder if because he says uh, something about going down the highway, if that's why it's called Highway Song. Oh, too maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, this is this is very similar to the last album for me, where it's like I like it a lot more. You like it a lot, a lot more? more, noticeably more. Yeah, they're both pretty even for me. Where it's like uh, there's a there's a few things here, but man, it's like it's not perfect. It's not perfect. No, it, it's like in an ideal world, I wish he had more time but then this knowing what would happen to her it's it's this fucking shitty situation it for sucks him. oh yeah. yeah it sucks so bad um yeah leaving a concert in in louisiana the uh during takeoff the pilot would just crash into some pecan trees uh killing jim and everyone on board five, right? yeah it's a small private plane and dude that's like i mean any yeah he wrote that letter to ingrid being <sighs> that she got in the mail after, after he died yeah, it was a letter like, saying I'm, do I'm, I'm done with this i'm I leaving this I, i'm going back home I, yeah I, i'm gonna be a writer yeah, uh, I, and i i hate that the the music industry in a short time and it just like chewed him up to that point because and even though i i don't love all these albums it's very obvious he had something to contribute to the music world oh yeah oh yeah oh my god and back then it's like i mean this is the 70s it wasn't that early on but early enough like also is there a sure is there more a more surefire death wish than getting on a private plane in, As a in, musician, uh, yeah, it before 1998, <laughs> dude, like, it's everyone who got on a private plane who was a musician died. Buddy Hall also he died the it didn't die in a plane accident, but died the day after Graham Parsons died. The day after Graham Parsons, yeah, the it, day after, yeah. So, how, did, wait, how did he die? <clears throat> uh, his death is is like a whole. We could just do. Oh, a whole, it's one of those mysterious it, ones. It's very like wild, crazy. I think they even made like a movie about it. it but it happened about in, in Joshua Tree, and it, mm -hmm. it's a pretty wild story. But uh, so that's super, super duper devastating. They released I Got a Name as a single the day after, right? Ah, uh, yes, the day I, after, I, yeah. Uh, tonally, you know, doesn't really fit it, but also, you know, the man's music should be, should be heard. Yes, uh, five short minutes is. The most rock and wacky song you would do, and of course, or not of course, but you know, it's about statutory rape and five short minutes, baby. That'll haunt you a few years in the, in the slammer. It's a it's a nice CCR style rocker, of course. I uh, don't love it, but it's fun. Just funny lyrics. Uh, and then he he would rework Age. Do you like this version better or the uh, the one with Ingrid? One with Ingrid. Okay, I do prefer the one with Ingrid. Yeah, I th I think I'm gonna give this one the slight slight nod for some reason they're both fine i just like the energy that she brings to it mm -hmm. and like just her voice is, uh, um and not and not just him doing his own harmony mm -hmm. or whoever else it adds a nice little like authentic love lovely flair like there's a there's a chemistry there yeah uh working at the car wash blues that kind of sees him you know you know representing those blue collar people again yeah. but it, this <laughs> 
again, it's not it's not a character the way like Leroy Brown is. It's not. I still like it though. It's cute. It's mm-hmm. more. It's it's tried and true full crock. It's not going at any. It's not crossing the margins in any way. But I, I dig it. It's fine. A uh, uh, song that caught me off guard is. Uh, Salon and, and Saloon. Yes. Now that doozy of a song yeah. is fucking wonderful. And yeah, I was this with that title, I wasn't expecting it to sound like that. I was ex- no. expecting it to be like, you know, top hat. Well, this judging on names, like looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, these are this gonna be like fun, like car wash blues types. Yeah. Uh that was uh written by guitarist Maury Mo- Mielheisen? I believe he also passed away on that plane. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. Because they were going to play a show and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he wrote the song and I think, well, at least what the wiki says, who knows if it, who knows if it's true. Jim put it on the album as a gift to him or something. Oh, that's which fair. is and it's also the last song he recorded before before he died. Fuck. So that's so and it by the way, we're just talking about the song. The song itself is a solo piano piece, solo uh solo piano and vocals. It's unlike anything he's done before. It's gorgeous. It's fucking oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh god. Oh god. It's a good song. <laughs> it really is. Um <clears throat> top hat bar bar and grill it sounds exactly like the type of music you would hear in a bar and grill I'm, it, yep it I'm, is. I'm pretty sure applebee's this plays that song on repeat or it's something bar rock yeah if that's a genre it is now yeah i can't i can't stand it uh do love recently beautiful thing is really well written can't stand the bongos in it though i wish oh, it, i wish okay. it didn't have any percussion at all instead of the what it has uh it's aside from that though i, I think it's great mm-hmm. yeah i think that fares a little better than the hard way every time i like it i think it's i think it's well done it's got those strings dude they're fucking wonderful yeah they're so tasteful i'm gonna go back oh great strings. i mean yeah i'm gonna go back to a lot of things even though i don't love them this because the man's discography is so short-lived yeah uh at thir- i don't know if we said it at age 32 like He's i can't, 30 i can't believe i'm older than <laughs> first of all he looks 48 he, <laughs> he never like looking at him I was like oh man they really aged like fucking yogurt back then it's fortunate because <laughs> really like he really looks old like weirdly old i swear he was in his 50s when i first saw a photo of him let me tell you this man oh, 28 with a peak mustache and a tan probably unstoppable unstoppable Unstoppable. Especially in the I, 70s he could do anything oh, except get a decent music deal except, for, except, yeah, except get paid uh, which is really all he wanted uh, it's all yeah, yeah it's it's all, all a lot of people want but yeah. the man worked his ass off for it and he did and barely got it left a good good legacy behind and yeah uh, yeah well fucking sad but i wonder what is, what is this kid up to because i don't know what his kids adrian up to. J. I, croce's i believe uh ingrid opened up a few restaurants, restaurants in yeah. his name around this was it at the san diego area? yeah the gaslight not the gas it's a Gas lamp. Gas, gas lamp, yes. Gas light is where they tell you it's not there, but they're right in front of you. Uh, gas lamp district. Uh, and then, yeah, oh, his son's a, a musician as well. Nice. More pop, rock, blues, country kind of guy. Trying Let's to see. carry on. He's here. got quite the discography, I'll tell you that. It's longer than his dad's. It is significantly longer yeah. than his dad's discography. Uh, I don't feel like covering him. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I feel like I'm not going to like it, but God bless it for, for keeping on. He released an album last year. Holy shit. Yeah, and yeah, I'm sure there's no shortage of people willing to talk to him about his dad and all that. So indeed, indeed. he looks like uh, his dad at least got to leave behind a uh, a good life for his son. And yeah, mm. like I said, one of the few silver linings here about his passing. But indeed, goddamn. But that's the end of that. I'm sad now, but it's okay. It's okay. We got we got the tunes. <laughs> it's uh let's do a little recap. Uh worst least favorite um Jim and Ingrid Croce. Uh it's just feels uncharacteristic of the rest of his discography. And then best personal favorite. You don't mess around with Jim. The the hype is real on that album. Show is worst least favorite facets. It's uh it's just low quality low quality well just covers country western folk i can do without ever hearing any of that ever again but <laughs> you don't mess around with jim now on the other hand now that's something else no baby oh baby you gotta hear it uh but thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out 
If you want to support us, you know what to do. Leave the likes, leave the comments, share, please the almighty evil, all consuming algorithm so we can get paid. Please. You can find a Spotify playlist on GM Croce. Link in the description. You can find places associated with every episode at everyalbumever.com. And if you really want to help us out, you really want to support us, patreon.com slash everyalbumever. You know what? You know what's there. Bonus episodes, early access, loose ends episodes, 20% off all merch, see our schedule on events, vote on polls. If you're tier two, you get to suggest artists for us as well as uh, contribute as many as many bands you want to our Patreon poll where we pick those out uh, as we see fit. Hell yes. Uh, and you can follow me on all social media at PanderMucky. You can follow Alex on Instagram at MotherPuncture. Hell yeah. So what we going to close it out with? I think we got to do... Uh, so, ah, I'm tongue-tied. Um, I think we got salon and saloon. saloon. Yeah, oh. we didn't. We didn't. We talked oh. about it a lot. Oh. I was scared you were gonna say play that motherfucker. I was like, don't say it. I want to play it at oh. the end. Oh, I, I think it's you know he has so many hits. Like let's play a little a, little uh, little hidden gem there. Yeah, there okay. we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. So thanks for watching, listening, watching. See ya. Sometimes I think about how good old high school days. You would always kid about my adolescent ways Oh Mary, Mary Good to see you too Haven't seen too many Of the old crew Time just flew How are you? Strange we should meet here Seeing off our friends It's hard to draw the line Between beginnings and ends Oh, Mary, Mary Must you go so soon? We must be a sight to see Salon and saloon I'll look you up soon Maybe sing you a tune